Welcome back, sports fans. This is the Husky Bulletin Podcast, and it is your host, John Weisbrot. If you're listening to this at its premiere, or on its premiere, we should say, it is Sunday, December 17th, 2023, and we are back with another great guest. It is Ron Kahn, right here on the Husky Bulletin Podcast. We will talk a little bit about Ron Kahn. I'll introduce him before we get to the conversation, but first I wanted to shout out our sponsors of the podcast because, quite honestly, none of this would be available without them. They are as follows. Wayne Nord-Wetmore Wealth Management, Swing Lab Performance Golf, Federated Insurance, The Zappa Agency, Car Time of Owatonna, Premier Banks of Owatonna, American Legion Post 77, Matthew Petzinger Agency of Wasika, Pizza Ranch, and the Yakavino Law Office in Blooming Prairie. So once again, those are our sponsors for the Husky Bulletin podcast. Now, introducing Ron Kahn to the audience here. He is a former football coach, a football parent. Born in Indiana, made his way to Florida. As you'll hear, there's stories in between here. He's a military guy. The bulk of the conversation is from his time in Alabama. Yes, he is a football guy. That's why we had him on here. He works now at Cow's Crew and the Fano Watana as an account executive. He has a football background. He has a sports background. And I thought it was very unique that he lived in Tuscaloosa, Alabama during the formative years of the rise of the Crimson Tide. And not only that, is he just a huge football fan in general? He has a playing background. His sons have won state championships in the state of Alabama, which is a hotbed of football. And we love football in this community. We had some great stories. We talked about everything from football to parenting to barbecue to travel to his story. And what brings a guy from Indiana to Florida to Tuscaloosa, Alabama, back up to Minnesota with several stops in between. This is a really fun conversation with my new colleague and friend, Ron Kahn of Cow's Crew and the Fan Owatonna. I'm thinking you're going to enjoy it too. And as always, we touch on sports, sure, but we touch on life in general. So once again, if you're listening to this for the first time on its premiere, it is Sunday, December 17th, right here on The Fan, Owatonna, 1170 AM, 1063 FM. So thank you for listening to the Husky Bulletin podcast. And without further ado, this is the conversation I had with Ron Khan. Enjoy. The worse the shack looks, the better the barbecue is going to be. Bingo. You know, getting to not only coach my sons, but also just be the dad. Yeah. And, um, you know, sometimes that hat's hard to take off. I know that the NFL and a lot of NFL pro fans love and brag about their tailgating and the tailgating experience. Yep. You have not tailgated until you've tailgated at a college football game in the South. And you get so used to them wanting to come and curl up and yeah. fall asleep in your lap and yep. you know, or come to you with their first date mishaps or whatever and yep. then they're now they're gone. As you probably heard in the intro, I have the one, the only. It's not Ron, it's not Mr. Khan, it's Ron Khan. Ron Khan. You cannot say your name without saying both. And you right? can't say it without a smile. The, the, 
I like it. I like it. Well, I was waiting to hear it. was like Ronald Conningsbergson, and you just cut it. But Ron Con is perfect. Ron Con. My parents <laughs> gave me a name that rhymed, and usually people do not forget after they after they hear. I actually get a lot of times I'll go, "Is that really your name?" <laughs> well, well yes, I'm horrible yes, it is. <laughs> with names, and I remember you had come uh, and met with us with your previous job, and. I didn't forget after, you know, the first time I heard it. And, and that's kind of where I wanted to go is that you've got a really cool story. I mean, everybody has a story, and that's why I love doing this podcast, right? And you started in Indiana, and I'll let you fill in all the details, uh, matriculated to the south. Yes. And back here. Yes. Uh, but we'll just start with what, where did you start with your family, and what kind of brought you back to Minnesota? And we'll get, we'll get to the stops in between. Yeah, sure. So, uh, of course, I was born and raised in Indiana. Uh, my dad was uh, Air Force uh, guy uh-huh. and uh, grew up a Dallas Cowboy and Alabama Crimson Tide fan. You di- so you liked Alabama before you even got there. I didn't have a choice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So um, he was a big Bear Bryant, Tom Landry fan. Okay. Uh, respected those guys as you know, kind of like Bobby Knight. Yeah. You know, grew up in Indiana, so the general was uh, you know the coach that everybody wanted to play for and or um, you know kind of uh, mimicked yeah. their coaching style after. Um, I remember playing boys and girls club ball and a huge mentor in my life by the name of Kurt Anderson, kind of coach like Bobby, big, big yeah. Bob Knight fan. And, you know, kind of instilled that hard work, discipline, hard nosed uh, attitude, you know, in us. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I played high school football at Greenfield Central in Indiana. And uh, after high school, joined the military. And, okay. Uh, so it kind of took me all over the country. Where did, what were some of the stops you had before you got to... Tuscaloosa, because that's where I, that's where this story is really going to be. Yeah, we're, we're headed that direction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so at, right after high school, got married, joined the military, um, joined the Navy. Okay. Was in the Navy, uh, joined the Navy to see the world, and I did Disney World. I was stationed in Orlando, Florida for the four years. Um, <laughs> there was a training and a recruit training uh, facility in Orlando back in the 90s. And okay. uh, during government shutdown under the Clinton era, um, they started shutting down a lot of bases, and um, so I actually helped close Naval Training Center and Recruit Training Command uh, in Orlando, Florida, down. Okay. So then got out, was out for about 11 months, then went back in and joined the Army National Guard and did some active duty time both on Army and Army National Guard side. Spent 12 and a half years in that, blew out my lower back, okay. and had to medically retire. And <laughs> so the military ended up taking me to Alabama along with the ministry as well, and so I was down there. And uh, just fell in love with yeah. the whole state of Alabama. And, of course, having the opportunity to live in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, yeah. home of the Alabama yeah. Crimson Tide, 18-time uh, national college football champions. i just like to throw that in there. Going yeah, for 19. The Gophers are 1-0. I think, John, I think John Partridge is more proud of that than I am. But uh, one of the only undefeated teams against Alabama. Yeah. Two thousand four, you guys yeah. beat us, and uh, I believe it was the Music City Bowl, something like that. Yeah, yeah. something and, like uh, that. One and zero against us. Yes, but for someone like you, grew up Alabama fan, you know, and Bear Bryant is, is kind of like a transcendent type of personality, and you know, he, that's kind of he put Alabama or was part of the reason put him on the map nationally, and it, it's just kind of cool that you got to move there to Tuscaloosa. And I've always one of my bucket list things is I just want to go once to a Southern Saturday morning football, whether it's Ole Miss and Oxford or Tuscaloosa would be pretty awesome. Just take all that in before a game, and you got to live there. What was that whole experience like? I mean, I'm sure you have stories galore, but football in the South, I think a lot of people equate it to, to hockey in northern Minnesota, and, and I think it's even higher, you know, a, a level above that. I don't know if I'm saying something sacrilegious here, 
but it is an institution down there, uh, close to a religion, if you will. It, well, it is definitely a religion. <laughs> yeah. uh, it starts at the littlest of age, yeah. too. Tailgating in the South. Mm-hmm. I know that the NFL and a lot of NFL pro fans love and brag about their tailgating and the tailgating experience. Yep. You have not tailgated until you've tailgated at a college football game in the South. It doesn't matter if it's Alabama, Auburn, LSU, Southern Miss, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Georgia, it doesn't matter. Tailgating yeah. is completely different. You got people who are out there, you know, Thursday night setting up, Friday Jeez. morning out there setting up. Uh, I used to tailgate with a bunch of people down there, and, you know, we were getting out there Friday mornings to mark off our spot. And then, mm-hmm. you know, we were up at three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning on Saturday, uh, especially if it was an early game, mm-hmm. to get down there and get everything set up and get everybody there. And, you know, you got 108,000 people inside Bryant Denny Stadium. You got 115,000 people outside tailgating, um, you know, and it's just it's just an atmosphere. It's just uh, you you can't really appreciate it till you've experienced. So yeah, here's the deal. Next fall, you and we're going. We're doing it. And, we're and, gonna and, do and it. it's the drive too. The mic'd up misfits will just have to be off <laughs> yes. on a Friday. We're gonna head out of here on a Thursday night. You we'll drive it. down. It's all about the drive too. I don't want any of these flights. I want to just drive down and just hit those states, whether you know Tennessee, Indiana, all the way to all the way down. Yeah, and that is awesome because. And also it fits into, and I'm, and I'm thinking you probably have experience in this. Just, I love barbecue. All right. It started with my brother who lived in Kansas City, Dan, for four or five years. And my dad and my father, or my dad and my brother, we would go to baseball stadiums all over the country. And, you know, I'm a meat and potatoes guy. So barbecue, naturally, I just gravitated towards. And now the question is this. A, are you a barbecue guy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I figured. It was almost like, yeah, I just needed you to say it. That, that and banana pudding. And there you go. Barbecue, but banana pudding, yeah. No, you ha- you, once yeah, you have had, it in the South, yeah, it'll be different. I suppose, there you go. Uh, <laughs> Southern barbecue, um, Alabama, what's their style? I mean, for the listeners that don't know. Um, their style is the best on the planet. <laughs> so, uh, no, it's it's uh, it's ribs. It's it's Boston yep. butt. And it's shredded pork. Um, you know, it the the longer it takes, the better it is. Slow and slow. Let me tell you, if if to any of the listeners who decide to go down south for spring break or whatever, um, and you see and you smell the barbecue <sighs> before you see the shack. It, the worse the shack looks, the better the barbecue is going to be. Bingo. I promise you. Y- yes. So don't be afraid that it looks like it's about to fall in on itself. That's that's where you get the best. And if be- it's next to a gas station, it's even better. Or if it's, I was in, uh, <laughs> there's a place in LC's in, in Kansas City. It's next to like a, a, a metal, you know, scrapyard. Yep. It's perfect. Or there's one that we were in Atlanta and the guy who picked us up from the airport, he was a local. And we were saying, oh, we're going to go to these places and all that. And he told me, well, that's fine, but I know a place. And he drove us from the airport. We were supposed to go to the hotel. He drove us to this little tiny place, little shack off of the some railroad somewhere. And I thought, I was the only one who wasn't nervous because I know these are usually the good ones. Yeah. We get in there. Oh, I, can't, I wish I could remember the place, his name, but oh, it was the best. And so in the South, you said it was, because you know, in, in Kansas City, they, they've got the, um, it's the baby back ribs. And then you go to, there's, mu- what is it, kind of the mustard vinegary when you get into the Carolinas mm-hmm. and you don't, you don't see a lot of beef ribs until you get to Texas, I guess. But is it is spare ribs or baby back ribs? You no, it, it's going to be your spare ribs. It's going to be okay. your Boston butt. Okay, yep. Um, you know, that's kind of what they specialize in. You know, brisket's yeah. more Texas. It is. Um, yeah. Although, if if you ever go to the south and you see a Bucky's, <laughs> uh, it's a, the, the biggest, largest um, gas station. Uh-huh. That, it's a it's not a truck stop. Uh-huh. Trucks are not actually allowed. But they'll have 250 pumps for people to fuel up. 
you go into the Bucky's, I, I highly recommend you get their brisket sandwich. <laughs> but but I no. Mean, um, and, and usually all your sauces down, there's even Alabama white sauce. Okay, I've I, heard of that before. It's so delicious, yeah. Oh, what is that made of? Because I've heard of this before. You know, I, I, I kind of know, but yeah. I kind of don't. I don't even want to sit here and act like I yeah, do. Yeah, that's fair. It doesn't matter. All if you, you know don't, is it tastes good. <laughs> yes, and if you don't use a whole roll of paper towel uh, eating your barbecue down there, you're not eating you're it You're doing correctly. something wrong. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you so, should come up looking. You should come up looking like the Joker. Don't on wear a white shirt. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I like that. Yeah, don't yeah. wear a white shirt. What I always like to do is I don't, I'll skip breakfast. <laughs> we'll put it that way and wait for that meal. If it's good barbecue to me, yeah, it has to be an occasion, right? It's just be hungry. You know, there's a lot of places. And I've always wanted to, I've had barbecue every single style, except for really the, I guess Atlanta when I was down there, that was pretty good. Yeah. If, if you ever get to go to Tuscaloosa, Alabama, yep. Dreamland Barbecue, the original Dreamland Barbecue. Dreamland Barbecue. Um, it is in a old building, old shack. You walk in, it looks it looks like it's something out of the 1960s. <sighs> um, and uh, there was, the gentleman who started that was a big old guy. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, they cook everything right there. Slow. I mean, you, when you walk in, you can see <laughs> <laughs> the years of uh, smoked meat. Yes. Uh, in their. Uh, and their smoker. Yes. And um, but it's just it's you have to go. It's just for the nostalgia of it. it. Is. Everybody who's anybody who's everybody, including <laughs> presidents, have ate at this Dreamland barbecue. I bet. And so um, it, it's the original. Mm-hmm. Not that they, they've kind of made it a couple chains, and they're a little bit nicer restaurants. But yeah, um, there's nothing like the original there. So yeah, you got definitely uh, get down there, man. It's uh, it, it's it, a different. It's just a different world. It is. It is, and and it's one that I have yet to experience. Um, again, I've I've tried to forty states, and a lot of the ones I just haven't been to are just in the south. And I, I have all I need is an excuse, and a football game is good enough for me. The fifth annual Zappa Agency Fishing Tournament will be taking the ice on Saturday, January 20th at the Red Door Resort Inn on Lake Mille Lacs, and for the first time ever, will benefit local charities. Thanks to its generous local sponsors, which includes the Fan Owatonna and a $10,000 donation from the Eagles Club, each member of the 50-team, two-person tournament will be fishing for a local charity, with 100% of proceeds being donated. For more information on the event, contact Steve Zappa by calling 507-451-9343. At American Family Insurance, your small business is a big deal to us. You've worked hard to achieve your goals and face challenges like rising inflation and staffing shortages. I know because as an American family agent and business owner right here in your community, I face them too. As you continue to build your dream, know that I'm here to help. I've built my business with a vision of helping you protect yours. Contact Matthew Petzinger, agent at Matthew R. Petzinger Agency, LLC at 101 State Street South in Wasika or call 507-835-2770 today. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, SI and its operating companies, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Ameri- Prize Financial Advisors can work with you to provide personalized, goal-based advice based on your short and long-term goals. Plus, you can track your investments and find financial solutions with our digital tools and regular meetings. Call Wayne Norwood Wetmore Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, today at 507-444-0901. That's 507-444-0901. Offices located at 1850 Austin Road, Owatonna, Minnesota. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC. Here in Minnesota, when it comes to weather, expect the unexpected. If you're not prepared for the cold weather, your vehicle probably isn't ready either. To get prepared for the cold months ahead, come see the guys who care at Ron's Repair. Just across from Cashwise in wonderful Owatonna. Ron's Repair! We 
Greetings, this is Derek Johnson, mortgage lender with Premier Banks. Are you a first-time homebuyer looking to build or refinance? Premier Banks has you covered from start to finish. We can provide the right loan for your family's unique needs. Take advantage of easy online calculators and our online application. Plus, we have a full-service loan department just for you. Contact Derek Johnson today to get started. Visit Premier Banks at premierbanks.com. Minnesota-owned, Minnesota-operated, equal housing lender, member FDIC, NMLS number 403214. Attention area golfers, are you ready to take your game to the next level this winter? Or maybe you're just looking to have a little bit of fun with your buddies this weekend. Look no further than Swing Lab Performance Golf Center, conveniently located just up the road in downtown Lakeville. At Swing Lab, their expert staff of PGA-certified instructors are here to ensure your gear remains as sharp as your game, assisting with everything from comprehensive instructional sessions to individual club fittings. But wait, that's not all. Swing Lab's suite of cutting-edge simulators are the perfect destination to host your next golf-themed party or company outing. Winter rates range between $49 and $59 per hour and can accommodate up to eight people at a time. Contact Swing Lab by calling 763-453-5892 or visit them online at swinglabperformancegolf.com. Swing Lab Performance Golf. Practice like a pro. With Buffet Your Way, you can order any pizza you want and we'll bake it and make sure you get the first slice. And with all our crust, sauces, and toppings, we can make you 14,839,552 different pizzas. Just not, you know all at the same time. Pizza Ranch, everyone's favorite buffet. Lucas here at the Oatana Pizza Ranch. Come on down to the Pizza Ranch buffet any time of day between 11 a.m. and 8 p.m. every day of the week to enjoy buffet your way at Pizza Ranch. Since the turn of the century, Federated Mutual Insurance Company and many of our employees have called Oatana home. We work hand-in-hand with our neighbors through giving, volunteering, and focusing on community initiatives. We invest in this community because we love to see opportunities and advancements, such as the new high school and the downtown developments. We enjoy seeing the citizens of our great community continue to grow and thrive. And above all, we are proud to be part of Owatonna's rich history and all that Owatonna has to offer. Car Time of Owatonna is your trusted hometown used car dealership. At Car Time, we believe in taking the hassle out of your car buying experience. With over 22 years of serving our local community, we know what it takes to find you the right vehicle at the right price. Our commitment to quality doesn't end with the sale. Our full-service facility ensures that your car remains in top-notch condition, keeping you on the road with peace of mind. At Car Time, we care about your time. Visit cartimeofowatonna.com or call 507-446-9218. Now, football for you, uh, before you came and started working with us as a, in the sales department marketing. Um, I, I knew you had a connection to football. I didn't realize that you had been a coach, which is really cool. And then your boys were football players. Um, yeah, just talk about that. When did you kind of get started in coaching? And then just talk about the path that you had with, with your kids that they came through and it looks like they had some success. Yeah, so we moved down to Tuscaloosa in 07. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, we were looking for schools for our our boys, and um, decided we chose a private Christian school to you know put them in. We met the head football coach, and uh, just got to talking with him, and I, you know I just said, hey coach, you know you know any, anything I can do for you, you let me know. And uh, of course, you know being a smaller school, they don't have a lot of money to pay assistant coaches, so the majority of the assistant coaches were volunteers. Sure, 
Um, whether they had kids in the school or they had kids in the school at one point, but they've graduated, moved on. Uh, most of the year, your coaches were volunteers. So, I, you know, I told him, I said, hey, you know, I just love to come. I'll even sweep out the field. But that's where I got my start as an assistant coach. And I was just doing position coach, uh, O-line, D-line. Um, and my oldest son, Dallas, he won the starting quarterback job his sophomore year mm-hmm. and actually helped lead the team to a state championship. Um, as a sophomore. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, great game. After that, there was another small Christian school that uh, was looking for a head coach, and they approached me. We went. We didn't win a ball game. Uh-huh. The school was also looking. They, they were looking at whether they were going to stay open, whether they were going to close. The enrollment yep. had kind of gone down, um, but they needed somebody to come and go. And both of my boys were like, yeah, you know, Dad, it's always been your dream, you know, to be a head football coach. Yep. Let's go do it. Didn't win a ball game. So uh, that school ended up deciding to close, and um, they went to the Alabama Independent High School Association. My oldest boy finished out his senior year there, so we won a state championship in the private school leagues down there. Went to the Alabama Independent High School Association. He finished out his senior year. Then my youngest son, Seth, played in four straight state championship games in the Alabama Independent High School League, and... uh, Won his senior year. Got the, played the same team three out of the four years, uh-huh. and they were kind of a powerhouse. And finally got them the his, their senior year. What, what, what position was he? Was he? Quarter? He played defensive end. The end. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So he was more built like dad. And, <laughs> uh, Dallas got all the athleticism, but uh, yeah. So both of them had the taste of state championships, which was cool. And yep. you know, getting to not only coach my sons but also just be the dad. Yeah. And. Um, you know, sometimes that hat's hard to take off. I was just going to say, talk about the balance in there. We've had guys come in here on the Otana staff with parents that are coaches, right? And and each one balances it differently. I'd, I'd love to hear your take on that because that I'm sure that took some learning uh, as you went along. So during when I was an assistant mm-hmm. and then when they moved to the Alabama Independent uh, League, um, I did not coach at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just a dad at that point. Uh, the year that I was the head coach – it was a very hard balance. I'm sure. not gonna lie. Um, one, Dallas, my oldest, he he and a couple other kids were all the talent we had. Sure. We didn't have the line, we had to run a spread offense. Yeah. Um, you know, because he didn't he wasn't gonna have much time. Um, we were running a lot of bootlegs and a lot of yeah. you know, yeah. designed quarterback chance. runs. Just give him a chance. Just giving him a chance. Yeah. Um and so that year was very difficult for me, mm-hmm. uh, probably, in, and for them as well, but pro- very difficult for me because I felt like there was this pressure of having some success to try to get kids to come back into the school and into the program. Sure. You felt like there was just more than just football. And then knowing that my son was very, very talented. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was All-State quarterback three out of four years. Um, and so... He, or or mention you know all yeah. state mention yep so but uh, his sophomore year he was the all state quarterback and um, so knowing that he had this talent mm-hmm. and knowing that everything kind of rode on him I probably rode him too hard okay um, you know and then when we'd come home there wasn't just being him being able to really talk to dad mm-hmm. um, it was more um, it was more coach mm-hmm. and I there you know if I have any regrets it's wish that I would have balanced that better mm-hmm. you know but he um you know both of my boys have grown up to be very very successful men which mm-hmm. you always hope for that yep. you know and football teaches more than just about football 
and not only to the players, but I think a lot of times to the coaches. You know, yeah. and building you don't even those think about that, but yeah, yeah, and building those relationships um, with the other player. Sometimes you got to make sure as a parent coach that in building those relationships, you don't stop or or quit building with your children. Yeah, and I think a lot of times that balance becomes because you, your kids are have a parent. Mm-hmm. Some of the kids you're coaching don't have yeah, a dad or father figure. Yep. And so you're trying to become that for them too. And sometimes, you know, you can forget your kids still need you as well. And, yeah. you know, if there's one thing that I look back on, you know, many years now being out of it, I, I, that I wish I would have balanced better, yeah. but it's and, that. And that's all that life is about is just learning from your experiences. And like you said, it sounds like they're doing well. And I know you mentioned this on the on the show, the Miked Up Misfits, but what, what are your kids doing now? Yeah, what, what have they grown up to be? So my oldest is working for an engineering firm. Nice. Um, he is... Um, yeah, he's he's done very well for himself. Nice. He's uh, overseeing the interstate uh, road widening project in North Little Rock, Arkansas. Okay. Um, for his company, he's down there and um, doing very well. And uh, my youngest son uh, is in Nashville, Tennessee, um, and he is uh, the uh, medical warehouse supervisor uh, down there. Well done. Yeah. So well done. They've done very well for themselves, and they're 28, 26 years old, so... They're yeah. a little bit more successful at that age than I was, so very <laughs> proud of them. That's all you can ask for, right? Yep, that's all you can ask for. Uh, adult um, relationships with your kids. Um, I mean, this is, you know, it's something that, <sighs> did you have to get used to that? Do you go through different, I know it's obviously something you have to get used to, and things just evolve. I mean, I've got a five and a three-year-old, but your, your kids are much different. Um, just talk about what it is like to have that relationship with your kids now. Uh, as adults, uh, It. Compared to when you were growing up, because you got to be pretty close with them and got to see them, whether it was coach and dad and all that. What, what has it been like to see them grow up and build a relationship uh, and see them have so, so much success? It's, it's still difficult for the balance part because, yeah. you know, you've got to let them make their own way yep. and you've got to let them have their own choices. Yep. You know, they don't really need you anymore yeah. as far as showing them things. They need you more as when they're ready to call you and say, hey, I've got this going on. I got that going on. Um, it's a hard balance because you know I miss them. You know, yeah. it's uh don't get to see them as often as you want. Yep. You know, everyone's got their lives and you spread out. And uh, actually, I was just talking, texting him this morning. He, he's probably getting ready to go to bed because he works the night shift. But uh-huh. uh, I was talking to him and I said, "Hey, you know, I'm going on a podcast. Maybe we can have you on at one point sometime yeah. down the road, and you can talk a little bit about high school football Heck or whatever." Yeah. And uh, I said, "But you know, Dad's going on this podcast and whatever." And he goes, "Man, you know, you sounds like you're doing everything that you." love to do and fit you and you know so yeah it's a it's a good my youngest son you know he's uh he was in the military as well he served okay. in the army for three and a half years well thanks for his service yeah and you as well yeah thank you um so he's in nashville you know uh nash vegas there's a <laughs> lot of things there you know going on i'm sure for him um, uh-huh. don't don't get to talk with him as much uh-huh. um as my oldest uh it, again, life just gets you busy, yep. especially down the hall. And and again, as a parent, it's you want to think that you can have them around all the time, but you realize they're they're doing their own thing, they're starting their own life, you know. Yep. And and uh, they've got to they've got to see the world while they can, yeah. You know, so and it's accepting that that's the hardest. And it it's is. every stage. I mean, it's just I remember it was, and this is the same type of emotions you'll have when they go to college and all that. Is when I sent my daughter to preschool. I mean, it's just like. You think of how, and then I, I always try to tell myself, just slow down. Just, she's five. I mean, she's at the perfect age. She's just, every, she's, she's kind of her own little 
mini person, mm-hmm. but still needs dad and still yep. loves dad and mom. You know, it's just we're, the, we're their whole world. And then my three and a half year old is just a little crazy, crazy guy, which we love. He's just a boy. He's just a boy's boy. And, and, and you know, having a boy and a girl is, is and growing. I always wish, you know, that it's different. I always wanted boys. And then I had my girl and it's like, all right, I, I get it now. A girl dad, but then having a boy, it's as you can relate to, it's. It's something. Yeah. It's something. I know it's been a number of years since they were three and a half, but it, it's it's crazy. Um, well, there's a couple. There's a couple yeah. of different country songs that come to mind. Every time they come <laughs> yeah. on, I get waters in my eyes. Yes, sir. Because it's uh, Kenny Chesney's "Don't Blink," <laughs> and you're gonna miss this. And, Absolutely. You know, don't blink. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you as a dad, yep. don't blink, because before you know it, they're graduating high school. <sighs> before you know it, they're graduating college. Before you know it, they're on their own. Before you know it, they're getting they're engineers. married. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. They're engineers. Yeah. They're, they're or, or, you know, working whatever. towards whatever goal they yep. have in life. And, um, yeah, so it's, uh, your kids will always need you, but the ways that they need you or the ways that they want you in their life change. And you get so used to them wanting to come and curl up and yeah. fall asleep in your lap and yep. you know or come to you with their first date mishaps or whatever and yep. then they're now they're gone yeah. you know and uh they're doing their own thing and time yeah. goes by really fast Oof. really fast well and there's no easy way to pivot out of that i mean I, we love you know this is why i started this podcast yes yeah, sports podcast we we go into everything and i like to just sit down and record and this is this is exactly exactly the content that we love, and it's it. We'll put it. It's a little different than the Misfits. The fifth annual Zappa Agency Fishing Tournament will be taking the ice on Saturday, January twentieth, at the Red Door Resort Inn on Lake Malax, and for the first time ever, will benefit local charities thanks to its generous local sponsors, which includes the Fano Watana and a ten thousand dollar donation from the Eagles Club. Each member of the fifty team two person tournament will be fishing for a local charity, with one hundred percent of proceeds being donated. For more information on the event, contact Steve Zappa by calling 507-451-9343. Since the turn of the century, Federated Mutual Insurance Company and many of our employees have called Owatonna home. We work hand-in-hand with our neighbors through giving, volunteering, and focusing on community initiatives. We invest in this community because we love to see opportunities and advancements, such as the new high school and the downtown developments. We enjoy seeing the citizens of our great community continue to grow and thrive. And above all, we are proud to be part of Owatonna's rich history and all that Owatonna has to offer. Attention area golfers, are you ready to take your game to the next level this winter? Or maybe you're just looking to have a little bit of fun with your buddies this weekend. Look no further than Swing Lab Performance Golf Center, conveniently located just up the road in downtown Lakeville. At Swing Lab, their expert staff of PGA-certified instructors are here to ensure your gear remains as sharp as your game, assisting with everything from comprehensive instructional sessions to individual club fittings. But wait, that's not all. Swing Lab's suite of cutting-edge simulators are the perfect destination to host your next golf-themed party or company outing. Winter rates range between $49 and $59 per hour and can accommodate up to eight people at a time. Contact Swing Lab by calling 763-453-5892 or visit them online at swinglabperformancegolf.com. Swing Lab Performance Golf. Practice like a pro. With Buffet Your Way, you can order any pizza you want and we'll bake it and make sure you get the first slice. And with all our crust, sauces, and toppings, we can make you 14,839,552 different pizzas. Just not, you know, 
all at the same time. Pizza Ranch, everyone's favorite buffet. Lucas here at the Oatana Pizza Ranch. Come on down to the Pizza Ranch buffet any time of day between 11 a.m. and 8 p.m. every day of the week to enjoy buffet your way at Pizza Ranch. Car Time of Owatonna is your trusted hometown used car dealership. At Car Time, we believe in taking the hassle out of your car buying experience. With over 22 years of serving our local community, we know what it takes to find you the right vehicle at the right price. Our commitment to quality doesn't end with the sale. Our full-service facility ensures that your car remains in top-notch condition, keeping you on the road with peace of mind. At Car Time, we care about your time. Visit cartimeofowatonna.com or call 507-446-9218. Ameriprise Financial Advisors can work with you to provide personalized, goal-based advice based on your short and long-term goals. Plus, you can track your investments and find financial solutions with our digital tools and regular meetings. Call Wayne Norad Wetmore Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, today at 507-444-0901. That's 507-444-0901. Office is located at 1850 Austin Road, Owatonna, Minnesota. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC. Greetings, this is Derek Johnson, mortgage lender with Premier Banks. Are you a first-time home buyer looking to build or refinance? Premier Banks has you covered from start to finish. We can provide the right loan for your family's unique needs. Take advantage of easy online calculators and our online application. Plus, we have a full-service loan department just for you. Contact Derek Johnson today to get started. Visit Premier Banks at premierbanks.com. Minnesota-owned, Minnesota-operated, equal housing lender, member FDIC, NMLS number 40321. Runs repairs, we care. Here in Minnesota, when it comes to weather, expect the unexpected. If you're not prepared for the cold weather, your vehicle probably isn't ready either. To get prepared for the cold months ahead, come see the guys who care at Ron's Repair. Just across from Cashwise in wonderful Owatonna. This segment of the Husky Bulletin podcast is made possible by our premier partners, including Wayne Nord Wetmore Wealth Management, Swing Land Performance Golf in Lakeville, the Zappa Agency, Premier Banks of Owatonna, Federated Insurance, Car Time of Owatonna, the Eagles Club of Owatonna, American Legion Post 77, and Pizza Ranch. Wayne Nord Wetmore Wealth Management of Ameriprise Financial is a proud all-star partner of the Fan Owatonna. Visit them inside the Austin Road Business Center or give them a call, 507-444-0901. They're open Monday through Thursday till 4.30 and Friday till 3 by appointment. Swing Lab Performance Golf, conveniently located just up the road in Lakeville, is Minnesota's premier golf performance training and club fitting center. Their multiple cutting-edge simulator rooms can also be rented at an affordable hourly rate. These are private suites where you can have groups of up to six people for your next golf-themed party. Visit them online at swinglabperformancegolf.com. Once again, that is swinglabperformancegolf.com. And catch Tea Times with Thomas the first Wednesday of every month on The Fan Owatonna from noon until 1230. Thomas Campbell is the general manager and one of their PGA-certified instructors at Swingland. The Zappa Agency is your local insurance agency offering affordable options to protect you and your family. Visit Steve at his office located next to the fire station on Main Street in downtown Owatonna or give him a call at 507-451-9343. Once again, that's Steve Zappa at 
888-985-9343. Car Time of Owatonna wants to take the hassle out of the used car buying experience. Visit Car Time on North County Highway 45, about a quarter mile east of Interstate 35 near Hardy's. And don't forget, Car Time also boasts a full car repair and service center. Premier Banks and its full suite of banking services are backed by a solid team of experienced, specialized individuals to assist you with your banking and mortgage needs. Reach out to them today by calling 507-451-0231. Once again, that's 451-0231. The American Legion Post 77 of Owatonna is a proud sponsor of area sports and is open for lunch and dinner. Give them a call at 507-451-6080 or visit them in downtown Owatonna. Once again, thanks to our premier sponsors of the Fan Owatonna and the Husky Bulletin podcast. Now back to the show. The, the cultures of different sports um, and, and, and painting a broad brush. I mean, the, the whole, I can kind of see it from, my parents were from a, a, a New York and Cincinnati, so they were not really hockey people. They're not really hunting people. So I, I uh, and they moved to Minnesota and then they had, you know, I grew up here, but I wasn't big into hockey and I wasn't big into hunting. So I can, I kind of understood the cultures of those things and, and sports wise hockey. I never played it. I was from Southern Minnesota, but then I started working at a newspaper, uh, a large suburban area and it's hockey was huge. And I, I just soaked it in and it was like a whole eye opening thing to me. Um, but when you moved down South, you probably, you had heard, Oh, it's a big down there. You knew you were an Alabama fan growing up. But just talk about what it was like when you first moved down there thinking, wow. I mean, it's like, it's so just, is was there a, those first couple of years or whatever? You remember having that eye-opening experience of what it was like? Yeah. So growing up in Indiana, the basketball yeah, state. Exactly. And, uh, you know, basketball was God. Yeah. Okay. And, but I always loved football first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Um, there was nothing, to me, there's nothing better than the game of football. Um for many different aspects mm-hmm. of what that game actually represents and brings to life. Yes. It's the life lessons. And I'm not saying basketball can't teach it. I'm not saying hockey can't teach it. I'm not saying baseball can't teach it. But I think as a fa- the most family-oriented sport, I think, is football. I would agree with because that. Because it's a brotherhood, you know, and you accomplish – when you accomplish and you get to the peak – that you've been, you know, striving to get to, and you win that that championship. It's a brotherhood that can never be broken. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you don't stay in contact, and even if you're not the best of friends while you're together and after you leave, when you come back, there's going to be a time where there will be a reunion to commemorate that event. Um, it, it's a brotherhood that's in those re- relationships are always still there. They're always mm-hmm. rekindled. Um, so when I first moved back down, or when I first moved to Alabama, and uh, got down there the southern way of life is completely different than anything i had experienced as well yep because when you go and you and you meet somebody and they invite you to your house (laughs) you're not just dropping in to say hi and being there for a few minutes you better plan on dinner and (laughs) uh unbuckling your belt because they're gonna feed you and everything else okay but then there's football yeah so in the south there's there's three there's three things there's jesus christ Mm mm-hmm Alabama football and church. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, it's a Bible Belt, and it, but it goes that way. So yeah. you love God, you love Alabama football, and then you go to church. Yeah, and um, everybody thinks that's a joke. It's not. Yeah. 
Um, because on Saturday you're going. <laughs> the, the joke is you're going to the Church of Saban. Yep. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine and, having that on your yeah your, the Church of Saban in the Temple of Bryant Denny Stadium. Okay. So <laughs> hey, there you go. Um, and that's on Saturday, and then on Sunday you go to church. Yeah. Yeah. And Whatever. You know, the dom- and you ask for forgiveness is. for all the things you said during <laughs> yeah. the game, okay. and all the things you drank, and everything like that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, so. It's very eye-opening. Isn't that something? It, it, and, oh. it's, and listen, it's not just college football down there. Let's, I mean, Alabama high school football, I was just looking I was gonna at say, stats. I'd love to get into that. Now, it's not Texas. No. I know Texas is a lot different, yeah. and I've, you know, I've seen it. But when you can have twenty or 30,000 people at a high school football game, yeah. that's a lot. I mean, it that's is. a concert. It is. Okay, I don't know what the Excel Energy Center sits just for a hockey game, but yeah. it's bigger than that. Yeah, it is. At a high school football game. Now, I know Texas can get up into 40s and 50s. Texas 000, is its yeah. own institution. It is, it yeah. Is. I think it's their own country. Yeah, they might as well just go back to be their own country, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um, but still, yeah. you know, to, to see that and to, and to be a part of that and, uh, um, you know, it, it's, uh, it, it's an experience – I wish I could put into words. Yeah. But you have to experience it to yes. understand it. Yes. And it's like I said, it's not just Alabama. I mean, you can go to Southern Miss, you can go to Georgia, LSU, yep. Florida. It's everywhere down there, you yeah. know. Um, but on a Friday night, there's nothing better than Friday night lights. Um, and you in the town's shut down. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's at the game. Mm-hmm. You know, don't forget it. You know, if you're wanting to go to mom and pop's at eight o'clock for sorry. Uh, soup and sandwich, it ain't happening. <laughs> and, and, and in Alabama and, and uh, you know, down in the south, uh, there's a lot more rural areas as well. You think of mm-hmm. the Dallas Metroplex, and it, I mean, everything in Texas is just bigger. And the, the cities, they, they call Texas small towns 300,000 people. Mm-hmm. I mean, you go to, you know, Alabama, there's, I mean, the, what's the largest city in mobile, maybe, you know, it is. But there's a lot, I think it's a lot more rural, and that, that there's something to be said about that. Where there's yeah, there's small town, literally just these tiny little towns, and I've seen the documentaries, and that's the only kind of view I have on that. And there's pockets of that everywhere around the country, but in it, it just, from what I understand and what you're saying, it is just everywhere. It doesn't matter what, whether you're an independent league or whether you're the biggest high school in Alabama. And look, and they have eight man football in Alabama yep. too, and it's and, and it's and it's big too. Yeah, you know, it, it, yeah, you're not going to get the crowds of your thousands, but you're going to get five six hundred people. You're, you're going to get the whole town. <laughs> yeah, and you know, eight man football. You know, a lot of people go, "Oh, that's not real football." Let me tell you, <laughs> it's when you're playing on the same size field as an eleven man football, it's it's yeah, big boy try football telling them too. That. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, there's a couple. Um, uh, NFL Hall of Famers that um, you know played high school yeah. eight man football. Yeah. You know Jason Witten was one of them. Was he? Yeah, I didn't realize yeah. that. Yeah, Chad so. Greenway from the Vikings played. Yeah, eight man uh, football in uh, South Dakota, something like that. Yeah, uh, but yeah, he was a small, uh, small town type of thing, and and that yeah, and that's cool. And you said they start them start them young. Um, I see that, and you know this is a big, huge wrestling mecca. This part, mm-hmm. they, I mean, my son started three and a half wrestling, right? Uh, I'm sure for football you don't start that young, but uh, what? Yeah, what is it like building a culture at those younger? What time? What age did your kids start football? For instance, they didn't start until junior high. Okay, yeah, um, just because the military yep. was moving me around. Sure. I was, you know, we were we moved a little bit, a lot. Yeah, uh, <laughs> a little bit, a lot. We yeah. call it, we moved a lot. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. like a little bit, a lot. So, um, yeah, but um, so they didn't start till junior high. Sure. Which I, I'll be honest with you, I'm actually glad. Yeah. that they didn't start till then. Um, if there's one thing I would I would say is if you want your kids to play a little league football, I would stay with flag until mm-hmm. junior high. I, yes. I, I I really think 
especially with the concussions and everything else. You know, my oldest boy paid the price, he, mm-hmm. especially at quarterback, mm. and especially his junior year. When I was going to say, no when he didn't have much of a line. Yeah. He, um, you know, there was injuries that added up, and um, he he could have went to um, a couple of D3 schools mm-hmm. and played on an academic scholarship. Uh, he decided to try to just go to Alabama just as a student. He, mm-hmm. he, I'll never forget the day he said, Dad, I just don't think I want to play football anymore. And I said, don't. don't. Yeah. If your heart's not in it, don't, don't do it. You, yeah, you're only going to get yourself hurt or somebody mm-hmm. else hurt if, you, if, you, if your heart's not into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know... I, there's a lot of there's a lot of parents who want their kids to be the next big thing and you know get that scholarship. You know you got to remember in in football, less than five percent make it to the NFL. Yeah. Okay. I mean you got to understand there's 32 teams. There's only 1,500 players in right. the NFL. Yeah. Okay. There's more. You know there's 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 better chance for them to make a hockey team. There's better chance for them to play other other sports. Yep. In the likelihood of them getting a D one scholarship, I'll never forget. I, I got to tell the story real quick. I'll well, never forget. We took him to some for. summer football camps. Uh-huh. Uh, James Franklin was the head football coach at Vanderbilt, so I took him to Vanderbilt, and uh-huh. I took about six, eight players up to the summer camp there, uh-huh. and um, they had to pick what group they wanted to, you know, go and participate in. Yep. So if it was quarterback, you had to go with the quarterback. And um, Chad Viertek was the big recruit that year. Uh-huh. He ended up going to Pitt, and I believe he went, played his college ball at Pitt. Uh-huh. And uh, st- five-star recruit. And I'll yep. never forget my son, 5'9", you know, <laughs> 175, 185 pounds maybe, you know. And he's, he's, he's there. And so they go, they go to these. And I just wanted – I actually took them just to show them the caliber of athlete that it really takes. Because I hear all these kids all the time going, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to play – you know, I'm going to play at D1. I'm playing D1. I'm playing D1. I'm playing D1. <laughs> They, they just say that the without D3. the contact, yes. And so when so I took them yep. and they spent the whole day there, you know, and we got back on the bus and I'll never forget all of them saying, "Man, did you see how big that dude was? That quarterback could have played linebacker, you know." <laughs> da, da, da. And and they realized at that point, and I wasn't I wasn't there to crush their dream. No. Because I, look, we how many 5'8", 145, 50-pound guys have made it? Doug Flutie, one. There they, you go. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, they, but there's players who've got the do you want scholarship because they were fast or they yep. were skilled at, at a certain You have to play if even D2. And I can get into this D2 stuff because this is a huge Division two state. But anyways, if you're going to play D1, you have to have an elite something. Yes. If you are 5'8", you better run a 4'4". And you better have genetics. Yes. I mean, if your dad's not 6'4", yeah. and your mom's not 6'2", yeah. and you're not 250, yeah. the likelihood of you playing at that level is is skim to none. There is a know? reason why uh, these coaches, um, it's all about measurables. Because statistically, over time, if you're just not big enough, it's just not going to work. Yes, there are exceptions to every single rule. We yep. and, and people, a lot of times, and, and that's fine. I'm not, And again, I'm not trying to crush anyone's dream. But I think a lot of kids, before they go into the recruiting process, they just see the exception to every single rule, whether it is, you know, Doug Flutie or whoever, who the small guy, that that's, you can't live your life expecting to, to be that, right? You have to have that perspective. And I, I talk to a lot of kids around here who go through the recruiting process, area athletes. And then, and the thing I ask every single one of them is, is what did you learn from day one until you signed? And they say, I had no idea. Uh, about just how you know first their first visits usually in the D one school and then they realize oh my god look at this I, I'm real good and then and they say I guess I suppose I'll play D two you go play Division two half of those kids are D one guys anyways they're just coming down to play or they might have even transferred in it is a very eye opening experience and like you're saying 
whatever percentage it is, whether it's five, three, five. Think, think of it that way. I, I think that's a really cool story just to, you're not crushing anyone's dream. I think kids need perspective. They do. They really do. Before they go off and play. You I, and, know? you know, even even some of my coaching staff, yeah. you know, that that was with me, you know, they, they were thinking these kids, you know, they... I had a I had a, I had one particular uh-huh. coach that was telling a couple of the kids you can play at the next level you can play at D one D one and we got up there and they realized man you know there's maybe I if I put in a lot of work and I put twenty five pounds of muscle on right. and you know yeah I'm going to be able to do that but you know unfortunately we live in a time frame where um, social media mm-hmm. and um, you know, electronics, you know, technology is ruining a lot of the dedication that it takes to get to that level. Mm-hmm. You know, these kids think that they go to practice and, you know, five times a week and they put in a little bit of weightlifting time and there's no other, no, nothing else going on that that's going to get them there and it's not. No. You're going to have to go seven days a week, four, five, six hours a day, you know, in the gym, training, watching film. You know, I mean, it basically becomes a full time job. Absolutely, if you want to make it to the next level, yep. on top of everything else that you want to do, and again, so the percentage of those individuals who are willing to to take that measure to get to that next level isn't there anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, like I said, I'm not here to crush anyone's no. dreams. Not, I'm, I'm here as a perspective because you know yep. we get lost in it. Mm-hmm. I got lost in it. My son's sophomore and junior year. Mm-hmm. I saw all the talent that he had. But I also realized, looking back on it, and and not taking anything away from his talent because he was very very talented. Mm-hmm. But he all it was also there was a, part of that was the competition too. Mm-hmm. You know, he was the best of the best in the competition that he was playing sure. against. You put him into a different level. Yeah. You put you take him to the next level, and the type of competition that he's going to see is nothing like what it, he's. It's been a whole seeing. big fish small pond yes. concept. Yep. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of that too. I mean, you you could be the best here, but even you're talking about social media. These coaches and these assistant coaches, they have access to everybody now. You're swimming in a pool with everybody else. And I always say, if you really want to play at the next level, first things first, sit down with somebody who knows the that can give you an honest perspective of what each level is, what you have to be, how many scholarships there are at each, and, and what type of talent you'll be swimming in. And because there is a huge difference between Division One, Two, Three, and JUCO, right? Yep. Uh, so get that in your head, and then be proactive. Well, you got NAIA in there too. Ex- NAIA, absolutely. My wife played soccer NAIA, yeah. another great option, um, and, and she was awesome at it. She found her level where she played Division Two, was really good, but just something wasn't fitting with the coaching staff. Went off to play NAIA and broke all their their soccer records. So yeah, NAIA is another one. That's a great great example where. Find what level you fit into and then be proactive. They're, these three and four and five star kids, these national recruits, they don't have to. They're the ones who have it lucky at, per se. And even some of them are proactive. So if you're around here and, and you're a kid who thinks, okay, I want to play at the next level, first of all, understand it's probably not going to be D1 and, and, and reach out to these coaches. I mean, th- believe me, I can tell you, knowing D3 coaches, they love when kids reach out to them, mm-hmm. right? Because that's putting yourself, you're showing initiative. Um, and just and just have your head your head on straight and just and just get that perspective because you know and a lot and, and I credit a lot of the Oatana football coaching staff they a lot of them have a great perspective because a lot of them either played or have just been around for a long time and they'll tell you how it is I mean don't don't come ask me ask somebody who is going to have and, and give you the the honest answer and like you, you know you play college football at any level. 
you've made it. Yep. You know, so. Yep. Ron Con, this has been a lot of fun. My yes. God, I wish we could do two more hours on this. I know, right? This has been great. And, and like I said, you know, yeah, this is people listen to this to yeah to get the stories. So if you ever come on, I got to tell us a quick story. That's what we love. Awesome, so, Ron. Awesome. Thanks for coming on. I know you got things thanks going for on having today, me. and yeah. yeah, this is fun. And um, you're going to hear a lot more Ron Con and the Miked Up Misfits from noon to one. He we finally have access to him. He's right around the corner. Yeah, just grab him. Yeah, just and, grab me. College football season, anything. Hey, we got the bowls coming up. Anything you want to say about that before we go? We'll give you the parting parting thought on some of, uh, whether it's Alabama or the four we got, because this will come out on Sunday. So we got, you can, people will be listening to this yeah, beforehand. You know, let's touch real quick. Let's do, we have time. We have about five minutes. Yeah. Let's touch real quick on the on the first one out, yep. first one in, or last one in, for, first one out. Because uh, there's been a lot of controversy yeah. about that. Yeah. First and foremost, next year it won't matter. Yeah. There will be 12, 12 teams. teams. We'll be able. And I'm sure. And, and 13 <laughs> comes crying. No one's go listening. win more games. Yes. Sorry. At that point, if you're if you're <laughs> fighting for the 12th spot, I don't want to hear it. Yeah, exactly. Um, because that just means that they did the very best they could. Yeah. This year, I think there was a lot of factors involved, and I I, I will say this as an Alabama fan, I understand that. People are tired of Alabama. <laughs> I want to remind everybody that in the 90s and early 2000s, you had your reprieve from Alabama. So um, we're not going anywhere anytime soon. I love it every year when they say the dynasty's dead. Paul Feinbaum, thank you very much for upsetting <laughs> Nick Saban. Um, but this year, I think the parity in college football is great. Uh-huh. The thing that's destroying the parity of college football is NIL. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't want to. I don't want to get off on that. That could be an just, entire yeah, podcast. That's a, yes, that's another podcast. But Florida State had a great year. But we were just talking about mm-hmm. the competition in which you face. Mm-hmm. You had a great year. Yes, you won your conference. You're in a Power Five conference, technically. But, but let's be serious here. Clemson was down. North mm-hmm. Carolina was one of your toughest scheduled games. Yes, you beat LSU early in the season. Game one or game two, mm-hmm. you beat LSU. Okay, I don't think that that Florida State team would beat LSU today. No. I don't. Um, you know, you had Alabama, whose only loss was to Texas, who, by the way, is now the third-ranked team in the country. Yeah, exactly, who is in the Final Four pool. But we lost that game in Week 2. Mm-hmm. Then we've gone on this 11-game win streak. So, there's a part of me that says I don't want to hear it. Uh-huh. Okay, then we go and we beat the number one team in the country. Yeah, uh, in a neutral spot, which everyone says it's neutral, but it's in Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, but <laughs> so, even just beating the number one team in the country doesn't matter where. You're right, playing. and yeah. we ended their 29 game win streak. I think the committee, when this is all said and done by the end of this year, everyone's going to go back and look and say the committee got it right. Uh-huh. I don't think FSU stands a prayer against Georgia in their game. Um, Jimmy, we're going to send you back to Michigan with your tail between your legs. <laughs> Thank you. Thank uh, you. Yep, roll tide. Yep. And um, I think it'll be Texas Alabama in the rematch. So we're going to, I think we're going to see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you exactly. Go. Um, the committee got it right in the end. I agree. I think there's great discussion, great debate. You can say screw job. I've seen memes where. Um, everybody shows Nick Saban paying off the rest. I don't understand why all the hate is actually thrown at Alabama. Yeah. I don't understand why people aren't upset more with Texas because Texas had a closer schedule to Florida State as far as competition. Yep. Their key win was against Bama week two. Yeah. Florida State's key win was LSU week two. They're, they're, I think it's Alabama's a low hanging fruit because they're, they're tech, what were they fourth right now or yep. whatever? Yep. And it's Alabama. People just love to, to do, to just, 
Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah, Saban's just using this. Oh, he's, he's, this is. I, I feel really bad. Well, actually, I don't. I don't feel bad for Michigan. No, no screw Michigan. I, I don't. I will say it. I, I I said it on the air. And, and you know, who do you think? I don't think Michigan has a chance. I, I just Jim Harbaugh. And I think you brought a stat up the other day. What's his record in in, in these bowls? He's one. He's he's one and six. Yeah. in bowl games, and I believe he's zero and two or zero and three in the CFP. I hope some. Uh, reporter asked him what he thinks of Nick Saban. He comes up with the whole, I just want to concentrate on football thing. And it's like, if you can't be a man and say that you respect a, a football coaching God, yeah. then, then it's on you, man. Then you're so self-centered. And, and he doesn't even want to be in college football. We've talked about that. Uh, fans around here know what happened, right? A couple hey, of years ago. And I was in there in 07 when Nick Saban's first Alabama team lost to Louisiana Monroe. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right. Everybody thinks that Alabama has been the powerhouse of college football from 93, after they won the 92 championship, yep. from 93 to 09. They were in the Music City Bowl. They were losing to the Gophers. Liberty Enough Bowl. Said. I mean, that's where we were going. They you know were losing mean? to the Gophers. Yes. We will just say it yeah. that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, my thoughts are after thinking about it and talking with some friends, you know, I brought this up with a lot of. Uh, some of my friend groups, and every single one of them says, I have no problem with Florida State being right where they are. Uh, and I like that the committee goes in and does their homework. And, and and John Partridge brought up the point of where are they right now, right? That's the committee doing their job. I think, and I, I would 100% agree with you, they got this one right, and now it's, let's let the fun begin. Yeah. Let the fun begin. And here's the thing for Florida State. Go out and slaughter Georgia and say, yeah, told exactly. you so we should have been in. Yep. If That's, you do that, then I'll eat my words. I'll bingo. come back on here and say, hey, you guys should have been in over Alabama. Here, here's the deal. Yeah. I think Alabama gets number 19. I think it will be a close game against Texas in the national championship game. I yep. think Texas gets Washington. I think Bama gets Michigan. That's your setup January 8th. And I'm sure we'll have maybe back on one more time Believe before me, then. <laughs> yes, Ron Con, we are going to be uh, leaning on you a lot. So roll tide. Roll tide. Yeah, that's how many has that been on this podcast? One, two or three. Two or three. I love it. I'll give you a roll tide. I'll give you this, one more. Roll tide. This has been Ron Con on the Husky Bulletin Podcast.